Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by the iconography of Father Thomas J. Loya. Father Loya's iconography for your prayer and home devotion may be obtained by going to MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com That's MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com Then click on the Art and Decorative link and click on Icons in the drop-down or call 630-629-1720 Morningstar Books and Gifts 28 West St. Charles Street, Lombard, Illinois And by EasternChristianMedia.com A broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's EasternChristianMedia.com Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, host on a very, very special day today. A special day in the church, and therefore for the whole world, but also for all of us here at Light of the East. So I'm so glad you've tuned in. And I'm glad that you've tuned in, for those of you who have been with us for a while. I'm glad you've tuned in all those times, and some of you have been with us since the beginning. In fact, that's one of the reasons why today is so special. Today is a feast of Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles, and therefore on the church and into our own hearts. But also, here at Light of the East, it is the feast day, the observance, rather, of our 400th program. That's right, this is program number 400. We have not repeated a single program here at Light of the East in what is now almost eight years of bringing to you the riches of the eastern lung of the church, as John Paul II we refer to it. Here at Light of the East, these 400 programs have been, as I mentioned, consistent. And a lot of that has to do with you, with your support, especially by your prayerful support, your support, your kind letters, and just tuning in to us, listening to us. And during these years, these eight years and these 400 programs, Light of the East has literally been around the world. We have brought you representatives from the different Eastern churches, priests and clergy and laity. We have brought you a number of different kinds of celebrities and experts in different areas of the church and all kinds of matters that have to do in any way with the church, especially with the Eastern churches. And let's just listen to a little bit of what we have brought you over these past 400 programs here at Light of the East. Glory to Jesus Christ and good morning. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish of Homer Glen, Illinois, presents Light of the East. It is important to my parishioners at Annunciation Parish and to all of us here at Light of the East because we are all about the sanctity of life in all of its forms. And so I've asked our producer, Art Clifton, to join us in our presentation of the moral discernment of this Terry Shavo case. Welcome, Art, and Christ is risen. Thank you, Father, for asking me to participate in this discussion. Christ indeed is risen, and much of what uh, I've observed over the last few days seems to parallel a lot of the events of Holy Week. We at Light of the East remember our dear friend and colleague, Art Clifton, on the anniversary of his passing. Art Clifton died a year ago on November 23rd, and Art was 
The original producer and engineer for... Father Maslay, choking with tears, said during an interview, I have never seen so much blood in my life. People came from all the nearby farming villages. At first, they thought it was a, merely a tragic accident. Then they saw the injuries. Women were crying. Men went searching for the attackers. The truck was jammed into the back of the destroyed coach. The horses were dead, and all the victims were covered in blood. Coma's brains were visible. The gripping tale that I just read is an excerpt from a marvelous book called Finding a Hidden Church. Author of this marvelous book, Finding a Hidden Church, and his name is Reverend Christopher Zuger. Welcome, Father Christopher, to Light of the East and Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever. Flickering, as did John Paul II's life flicker, even now as he has gone on into eternal life. Still flickering with that hope, with that love, with that burning, that zeal, especially for young people. So it was so moving for me to see that sea of candlelight from all these devoted young people. And to hear the, the music, the atmosphere, the beauty of that evening is something quite indescribable. As I mentioned earlier, this is the Feast of the Descent of the Holy Spirit. And I think it is very providential that our 400th program here at Light of the East falls on this Feast of Pentecost, because surely, surely, the only way we have come to this point in our programming of Light of the East is through the action of the Holy Spirit, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through people's prayers, through the action of the Holy Spirit, by God's divine providence, God's divine call. In fact, the origins of Light of the East are rather providential, I believe. I'll, I'll tell you a story about Light of the East I've done this day as we celebrate our 400th program. One day, I was walking through my church of Annunciation, Byzantine Catholic Parish in Homer Glen, Illinois, and there was a man sitting there praying, and he stopped me, and he said, Father Tom, I'm a Roman Catholic, and I have experienced your liturgy, and I think your liturgy needs to get out there. I think your liturgy, the Byzantine liturgy, needs to be heard. Why not put it on the radio? For instance, for not only for people to hear who haven't heard it before, but also for those of your parishioners who may be shut-ins, who can't get to church. I thought, gee, that's... That's a great idea. And so he said to me, I have a friend that works in radio and might be able to help you out. Well, this friend's name was Art Clifton. Well, lo and behold, Art Clifton became our original radio producer and engineer here at Light of the East. And Art came to me and he said, well, Father, I'm going to approach a local radio station here in Chicago. This is a secular radio station. And I'm going to ask them to see if we can get your liturgy on the radio, especially on Sundays. I said, okay, sounds good. So Art Clifton went and met with a local radio station here. A few days later, he came back to me and he said, Father Tom, I have good news and bad news for you. I said, okay, what's the news? He said, well, the bad news is your Byzantine liturgy that we wanted to get on the radio is too long for the radio spot, which, of course, didn't surprise me. <laughs> but he said, the good news is this radio station has a half-hour slot on Sunday at 11.30 if you want your own program. Now, my own program never, ever entered my mind. That's why I know this had to have been the action of the Holy Spirit. Never entered my mind whatsoever. I never, ever thought in my life, especially when I was ordained a priest, that I'd ever be doing anything having to do with radio or any kind of media, actually. But as we can see, the Holy Spirit acts in our lives in ways that we could never predict, in ways we could never imagine. So I said to Art, well, Art, gee, let's kind of swallowed hard. I thought, <laughs> never thought of having my own show before, but let's give it a try. Sounds exciting. And we did. And the rest has been, as they say, history. 400 programs to this day on this day of the descent of the Holy Spirit, providentially, descent 
of the Holy Spirit upon the church, upon the apostles, upon all of us, and certainly the action of the Holy Spirit in our lives and on this radio program, Light of the East, which started out as just a humble little request to get our liturgy on the air, especially for shut-ins, you know, for those people who maybe can't come to church because of health and so on, they can at least listen to the liturgy. And here it turned out to be this program, which is now heard throughout the world and has really grown as a result of the action of the Holy Spirit, just trying to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. I often tell people that in my radio work here, just a matter of doors that have been opened for me by the Holy Spirit, by our Lord, and I simply step through those doors. That's all I do. I hardly sought any of this. I hardly could have predicted any of it, but it was just one door after the other that is open for us here at Light of the East. And that's why we're rejoicing today in our 400th program, and as I mentioned, nearly eight years of unrepeated programming here on Light of the East. And by the way, that man who was sitting in my church was a man named Charles Cook, a name you've heard here many times in Light of the East. We owe really everything to him, our origins of Light of the East, the initial motivation and initiative to start this program. And Charles is from Saginaw, Michigan. I suspect he's probably listening. He's an avid listener and just a a great man of spiritual and prayerful support for us here at Light of the East. So Charles, on this occasion of our 400th program, I want to thank you for all that you have done for us here at Light of the East, and therefore for all the people who have listened to us. And I want to thank all of you for listening. In particular, recently, I want to thank a few people who have written to me, such as Cynthia from Spokane, Washington, Cynthia Stock. I want to thank you for your kind letter from Spokane, Washington, and also Charles Wainwright from Fort Myers, Florida. So Charles from Fort Myers, Florida, and Cynthia from Spokane Valley, Washington, I want to thank you for listening. These are most, some of our most recent letters, but I want to thank all of you for all of your letters you've sent to us over the years here at Light of the East, and I especially want to thank in a very special way those of you who are in prison and have written to us. I would have never imagined that Light of the East would actually develop into a radio ministry in its own way, but I'm very happy about that because it's answering for us that mandate, that call that we read about in Matthew's Gospel, that not only to feed the hungry and clothe the naked, but also to visit those who are in prison. So this is our way of visiting all of you who are in prison, who tune in to us, and we're so glad that we're able to be of some kind of inspiration to you, and you are inspiration to us as you write to us and with your prayers and your support. So again, a greeting to all of you who listen to us from prison. And all of you who have written to us over the years, especially many of you out in California, have lots of fans out in California. So it's an auspicious occasion for us here at Light of the East, and I cannot thank everyone enough. I thank all the networks that have carried this program, and I thank above all, especially on this day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit and the action of the Holy Spirit, whose action we can never imagine or predict, but it is always incredible, always magnificent, always filled with light and life, as we say in the Eastern churches. In addition to the many wonderful guests and information that we brought to you over the years here at Light of the East, we've also brought to you the sounds of the Eastern Lung of the Church, and in particular, the sounds of my parish choir, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, in its Theosis CD, in which my choir sings the chant of the Byzantine Catholic Church. Hallelujah. 
then we will bring even more of the Eastern Lung of the Church to you here on Light of the East under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air. You can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. listening to the choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the sacred liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you... You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East on this incredible day of the Descent of the Holy Spirit, the Feast of Pentecost in the Church, and also the 400th program of Light of the East. I've been talking a lot about Light of the East, reminiscing a bit, bringing you some of the sounds of our past programs. But it's also time now to get on to the business of what we do here, Light of the East, why we exist, and that is to bring to you the riches of the Eastern Lung of the Church. So that, as John Paul II said, in his document, Orientable Lumen, which is translated in English, Light of the East, which, as you suspect, is where we got the name of our program. He said that we should learn about the Eastern Catholic churches so as to be enriched by them and also to work towards unity in the church. Because the more we know about each other, the more we love and appreciate each other, the more we see how the church is very complementary, how East and West both complete each other. And the more that we see that, the more we can bring about complete unity in the church. By that I mean especially unity between the Roman Catholic Church, both East and West, and the Eastern Orthodox Churches. And hopefully this program makes its own contribution towards that end. Today, as I mentioned, over and over again, it is the Descent of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost Sunday. In the Eastern Churches, it's a huge day, especially because for us in the East, we're a very, very kind of naturally charismatic church. The Holy Spirit is very, very big for us. Well, the Trinity is, obviously, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has a very special kind of vitality in the Eastern churches and in our liturgy. As I mentioned, we're kind of naturally charismatic. And what we do on this Sunday of Pentecost in the Eastern churches, we bring in the color green. In the West, I know, they use the color red. Isn't that interesting? There again, the sign of that complementarity. Red for the fiery tongue to the Holy Spirit, and green because the Holy Spirit is the giver of life. And so we emphasize life. Now, this gives you a wonderful, wonderful example of the complementarity of the churches East and West, how they complete each other. Oftentimes, people ask me, what is the difference between East and West, Roman Catholic or Byzantine Catholic? And I say, it's basically a difference of emphasis or, or perspective. In other words, from what direction you're coming from and arriving at the same point. This is a perfect example. We have the point of Pentecost. It sends to the Holy Spirit for the church, East and West. Yet in the West, they emphasize the fiery tongues of the Holy Spirit, descending upon the apostles and endowing with that special grace to speak the truth. In the East, we talk about the Holy Spirit being the sort of the enlivener of life in the church and in our souls. So again, in matter of emphasis, arriving at the same point, but doing so from different perspectives. That's the genius of the church. You see it right here in this example on Pentecost. During this Sunday, we have the custom in the Byzantine church to do what we say, to do what we call prayers of kneeling. In other words, we sort of kneel for the first time since Easter. During the Easter season, there's no kneeling because that's considered penitential for us. But on Pentecost Sunday, Actually, it's in the evening of Sunday, but we usually transfer these pastorally to Sunday morning so that everyone can experience it at church on Sunday. On the Feast of Pentecost, they send to the Holy Spirit. We pray three very lengthy and beautiful prayers to the Holy Spirit. We all kneel down, and the priest leads us in these prayers. I'll just give you some samples of these prayers because they're very lengthy. We would need an entire show just to (laughs) go through the prayers themselves. But obviously, they are lengthy because there's so much needs to be said and called upon with the Holy Spirit. So we say things like, Lord Jesus Christ, our God, you bestowed your peace upon us and granted us the gift of the most Holy Spirit. And while still yet being present with us in this life, you continue to bestow upon the faithful this inheritance that can never be taken away. On this day, in a vivid manner, you sent down this grace upon your disciples and apostles, confirming their lips with fiery tongues, so that through them, we and the whole human race have received the knowledge of God through our own ears and our own language. We have been enlightened by the light of the Spirit and have been delivered from error as though from darkness by the distribution of the visible and fiery tongues. Through this mysterious action, we have thereby been taught faith in you. And having been illuminated, we bless you together with the Father and the Holy Spirit as one divinity and power and authority. Now that's just the beginning of the second prayer of kneeling. Now if you notice, it made reference to the fiery tongues, but also to something very, very particular in the Eastern Church, especially on this feast day of Pentecost, and that is light. Light versus darkness and life. Very, very strong themes in the prayers of Pentecost in the Eastern churches today. When we look at the Holy Spirit from the perspective of the East, we see that the Holy Spirit and the, and the emphasis of that, it's a little bit different than in the West. Again, we arrive at the same points, the same Holy Spirit, but it's a little bit different. I'm going to read some excerpts now from a wonderful book called The Spirituality of the Christian East by Thomas Spiedlick. He was a cardinal of the church who passed away, actually, not too long ago. Thomas Spiedlick, spelled S-P-I-D-L-I-K, and his book is The Spirituality of the Christian East. And this is what he writes about the Holy Spirit, especially from the Eastern perspective. The activity of the Holy Spirit, like that of the Son, is expressed through the names given to him by the church. He is the sanctifier. He is the life giver. He is the enlightener, purifier, 
The drawing near of man's spirit to God occurs especially in prayer, which must therefore be made in the spirit. In this sense, each prayer contains an implied epiclesis, invocation, so that it may be uttered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Since the most excellent prayer is the Eucharistic prayer, however, this invocation is made explicitly in Eastern liturgies. Now, summarized in traditional teaching, Theophan the Recluse stated that the essence of the spiritual life, the life in Christ, consists in the transformation of soul and body and their translation into the sphere of the spirit, that is, in the spiritualization of soul and body. Now, very important emphasis here from the Eastern churches. We say in the Eastern church, Eastern fathers would say that the human purse is made up of three parts, spirit, that's a capital S, spirit, soul, and body. Not just body and soul, but body, soul, and spirit. And they base this in part on 1 Corinthians of St. Paul, St. Paul's letter to the 1 Corinthians, where the spirit is basically that actual presence of God indwelling in us. And the spirit is sort of like the soul of the soul, as the fathers would say. We have the soul, our bodies, and the spirit. And ideally, as we grow, our bodies become spiritualized. In other words, body, soul, and spirit become, in a sense, one, integrated. They're they're separate entities, yet they become one, just like the Trinity, three distinct persons, yet one. And this process is what we call divinization. In other words, this is the purpose of our existence on earth. This is our destiny as the human creature. And we see this reflected in the feast day of Jesus Christ's transfiguration on Mount Tabor, where he's shown with the light of Tabor, where he was transfigured. The apostles on Mount Tabor, Peter, James, and John, when they witnessed this, they were witnessing really what was the purpose or destiny of the human person, of their own humanity, as well as witnessing Christ's divinity. So our purpose then, from the Eastern perspective, is that as human beings, we are to be involved in a constant process, an ongoing process, what we call divinization or theosis, that was becoming more and more like unto God. We can never become God himself, of course. We'll become like unto God because we're made in his image and likeness. We become spiritualized. And again, we see another example of this in Christ's resurrection and when he appeared to Thomas, something we celebrated a few weeks ago. His body was still there, physical, but it was integrated with his soul, his spirit, and he was spiritualized. It was a glorified body. In fact, some of the post-resurrection appearances that we read about in the Bible show that Christ was not always immediately recognized by the apostles. It kind of took them a while. They had to get like a, a few hints at that, such as the supper at Emmaus. They didn't always know Christ right away because he was different. He was the same yet different. Spiritual lies. Eventually they realized it. And in seeing Christ, who he is, they were also seeing within themselves the destiny of the human person. And this is what the Eastern churches emphasize when it comes to our anthropology, in other words, our belief about the human person. Now, here's what St. Irenaeus says about the body, soul, and spirit. And the perfect man consists of three elements, flesh, soul, and spirit. One preserves and fashions, this is the spirit. The other is united in form, that is the flesh. That which is between these two is the soul, which sometimes, when it follows the spirit, is raised up by it, but sometimes it sympathizes with the flesh and falls into carnal lusts. Many do not have the spirit who preserves and fashions. These are called flesh and blood by St. Paul. But all those who fear God and trust in his Son's advent, and who through faith establish the Spirit of God in their hearts, such men as these shall be properly called spiritual, because they possess the Spirit of the Father, who purifies man and raises him up to the life of God. That's from St. Irenaeus. And 
Father Spindick says this, A careful study would show that such faith and spirit becomes more explicit later on. Man is qualified as pneumaticos, in other words, spiritual, through the operation of the Spirit. Again, the book I'm reading from is from The Spirituality of the Christian East by Thomas Spindlick. I'm going to conclude our program today by offering a prayer, a prayer that we say during this time of the descent of the Holy Spirit. It's a prayer we say always before we pray in the Byzantine Church, and it's a prayer that I will offer to you and offer to the Holy Spirit in thanksgiving for these 400 programs and in petition for hopefully many, many more. O Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, O everywhere present, fill all things, treasure blessings and giver of life, come and dwell within us, cleanse us of all stain, and save our souls, O gracious Lord. Thanks for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East's mission is Christianity's reunion, and to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610 Will Cook Road. Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. <laughs>